Tools is brought to you by EXO Auto Works, Colorado Springs home of the $30 synthetic blend oil change. Includes up to five quarts and standard filter. Additional oil and specialty filters extra. Includes tire rotation and vehicle inspection. Also, $225 front or rear disc brakes. Includes new pads and rotors. Applies to most vehicles. Call now, 719-375-3232, or visit exoautoworks.com to make your appointment. Enharmonic Studios. Enharmonic Studios is a hybrid digital analog facility designed to be quality and affordable to anyone who wants to make history. They have all the tools to help you with your audio and production needs. From tracking demos to full CD productions, reamping, mixing, mastering, and more. Want your VHS to DVD or your old cassettes and records to CD? They do that too. Whatever your needs, they can help. Call today, 719-963-2020 or go to facebook.com slash enharmonicstudios and let them know you found out about them through Man Tools for a special discount. Morty on the Move. Morty on the Move is a killer show that highlights the Southern Colorado music scene by bringing you a live performance and interview from a different band every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Tune in at facebook.com slash Morty's page or go there after our show to see what you've been missing. Madrid Maintenance. Besides being our partner for Give Mom a Hand, our community outreach program, Madrid Maintenance offers excellent handyman services in the Colorado Springs area like sprinklers, light fixtures, electrical, plumbing, disposal and softener installs, drywall, doors, paint, flooring and tile, appliance installs, and more, starting at just $35 an hour. You can reach them by phone at 719-963-2020 or online at facebook.com slash Maintenance. Tell them Mantool sent you for a special discount. Thank you all for joining us. None of us will ever forget this day. Until we've achieved our mission. None of these demands were met. Video monitors. We are stronger than ever and we will prove it to the world. Thank you all for coming.
What's up, everybody out there in Man Tools World? We'd like to welcome you to another uh, exciting episode of the Man Tools here at Thursday nights, mantoolsmedia.com, and wherever um, affordable podcasts are <laughs> delivered. <laughs> uh, so, what's up, Trevor? How was your week, buddy? Not bad. You know, uh, I'm getting old, though. Yeah. I, uh, I have no idea what I did, but like the tendon between my forearm and bicep has been sore all week. Awesome. Like, no, no, no idea. Just suddenly it hurt. Just it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> well, you little bastard, it is getting cold outside. So I've been, uh, <laughs> been having to like rub it down with mineral ice and put a compression sleeve on it. Is it working? It feels better when cool. I do that do stuff. Do they have full body compression and mineral ice? <laughs> I'm sure Under Armour's working on it. <laughs> <laughs> you're feeling old. I'm like, oh, man. And it just won't go away. I don't know. No, I get it. I feel, uh, I say you are what you eat, you know. When did I eat back pain, <laughs> stress, <laughs> anxiety? It's all those Rice Krispies. It's the Rice Krispie <laughs> treats. <laughs> oh, man, speaking of, speaking of stress, it's been, uh, it's been a hell of a week, like, I thought I was going to have a reprieve. Had two days in the studio, and it's it's more mentally taxing and exhausting than swinging a hammer all day. Because you're herding cats. Yep. You have yep. a bunch of musicians. Yep. And you're trying to get somebody to some uh, some ethereal goal that they can't explain to you other than explaining to you things that you can't even right you don't even understand yeah um and and trying to keep them on a cool level you yeah, know yep. trying to keep everybody <laughs> cool because you know you want to create good art not you want to create great art you don't want to you know create tension right <laughs> man Something wrong with your software we have the exact same settings on our on our on our pedal boards they're exactly the same yeah, but there's two different guitars. Right. Yeah, but they're exactly the same settings. Something's doing something. Yeah, it sounds like a noise gate. No, there's something in your software. I'm like, all right. There's nothing on. <laughs> We're just monitoring. It's like it's if you plugged in to an amp. This is dry. This is it. <laughs> there's no latency. There's no delay. There's a noise gate. No, it's not a noise gate. It was a noise gate. Yep. So we got that figured out. I was like, stress level. Defcon three, uh, and then I'm like, "Be cool, man! It's just a noise gate. We'll figure it out." And uh, now we're at the point, and I've, I've I've learned by doing this so often and dealing with uh, clients and and helping them get where they want to go. I have learned of late to not let them text me individually. Right. Yeah. I said, "No, no, no. Let's put mm -hmm. this back in the group chat." Yeah. So everybody can see your suggestions about how loud the guitar is. Right. Yes. I'm just picking on it. wasn't even the guitar player. I'm just picking on the guitar player because I'm a guitar player. Right. And the one who's like, turn my guitar up, mate. I want it louder than everything else. <laughs> I bought this because it goes to 11. It goes to 11. And then, uh, well, I want, I want, a, I want, there's too much reverb on, on the choruses and not on the verses. I'm like, that's the same reverb. It's the same. Okay, I don't. Yeah, uh, my favorite is uh, do this because of that. And I said, all right, well, and then I just start asking questions, and I, I really hope that it doesn't come off as being snarky, because I'm really trying to make the 
Like so, if you, we pan all the guitars dead center, where do where do all the drums live? <laughs> where do all the vocals go? I said, I'll do it. I'll send you a mixer of rough real quick. Just pan everything in mono and hand it over. Uh huh. Yeah. It'd be like an old Beatles record. Remember those? Yeah. If you guys haven't, if you music audio freaks out there have not listened to a Beatles record after you've made a record yourself, go back and listen to an old Beatles record, and it will bake your noodle. How re- they're like, we have stereo now. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna put all the drums over here, <laughs> and all the instruments over there, and everything, and then all the vocals on this side. So if I, was, I always wondered. I think it's because everything was still in mono, <laughs> the the playback devices, your right, car stereo yeah, yeah. and everything. They weren't even paying attention. They everything saying, yeah, sounded yeah. great. But then, you know, you start listening to it on our new, our new hi-fi, you know, our stereo systems. And, uh, and if you if you ride around any car I've ever owned, the left speakers don't work. So all you get right. is, she loves you. <laughs> she loves you. Like, I didn't know Eddie Van Halen played guitar for, like, you know, four years. All I heard was his reverb return on the left side because his guitar was panned all the way over to one side. And I just got the reverb return, knowing what I know now. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't hear Eddie Van Halen actually play guitar for years because of my shitty Pathfinder. Then Marty helped me put in a new CD player and hooked up the speakers correctly. And I was like, oh, my God, Eddie Van Halen's pretty cool. That makes a difference. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow, that kid can play. Wow, that guy can play. It's so funny. It's just, it's, I've I've made mistakes in the past where I start to get, you know, I'm like, no, it has to be like this. And I'm like, you know what, man? It could be any way you want it. We'll do whatever you like. Uh, the biggest thing was, the biggest thing is, very forthcoming, I said, we all need to be in the group chat. So when the when everybody makes their suggestions, we don't have a shock at the sticker price at the end of this because right, yeah, yeah. six hours of, you know, doing everybody's all the cooks different uh recipes as it were yep so back in the group chat if you guys want to we need to we need to turn that into a man tools thing because man tools rule or something if if dealing with a group uh leave it all in the group chat yeah everything yep that way it's all there i do like this whole group chat thing well yeah and if you don't that's how you end up with like for lack of a better word, conspiracies. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know, it's the, true. The bass and the drummer want this, and then yeah, and the then guitar guys want that, and, and then the why, singer wants why his there was, thing. There was nine hours extra work, <laughs> and they're like, I don't understand. So keep everything on the level. Like if you like, I do this with uh, my guys at work too. It's all on the level uh, of, uh, hey guys, you know we got this job, we're doing this thing. Blah, blah, blah. And then somebody will text me back on a personal thing, and I'm like, I answer them in the group chat. And I'm like, nope, we're not going to have any, <laughs> we are not going to have any side conversations or we're sidebar notes. all going to be on the same page. Yeah, we're all, we all know you had to take a poop break. Like, if, uh, everybody knows. If, if a couple people are, uh, you know, have feelings hurt or whatever, that's yeah, sucks. that's sorry. That, well, you get to deal <laughs> with it. But we're all on the same page. You get to deal with it right then, not four <laughs> days later, get ambushed by something. Be like, wait, I thought we were all. Oh, yeah, that's right. So um, finding it, uh, finding it very useful. Learn that in, in the Silicon Valley chapter. Our whole chapter is in one big group chat. So 99% of the crap had nothing to do with me until it was that one thing that I, I was like, oh, yeah, I know, I know what's going on. And everybody's on the same page. Yep. So if you run a crew <coughs> or you have clients like, and you're herding cats, it's 
probably best if you uh, hang out in a group chat, put everything in there so everybody knows what's going on. Well, that was the week. That was just been the week. Oh, guess what else? I did forget. Oh, dealing with vendors. Oh, mm. my God. Two weeks ago, I ordered up something like $1,800 worth of dryer vent covers. Okay. Yep. I got a call Monday? Monday. I got a call. Hey, uh, sorry, we uh, we don't have those four inches anymore. Uh, do you still want us to go ahead and order the eights? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> get it done, man. Like I've been waiting. I've been emailing you. I've been waiting. Like, what in the actual yeah, fuck yes, is going I on? S- I still need. I ordered two things. I I still need the one. I still need. <laughs> I still need. You know, the the eleven hundred dollars of one, and you know you can keep the you give me the four hundred dollars back of the other, but. Yeah, I still need those. Kind of holding up my whole my whole month here. And he goes, "Oh, I'm really sorry." And uh, I said, "I said, so are we gonna? How long is this gonna take if you're gonna order them up today? And he, it's gonna be weeks or days, bro." And he's like, "Uh, days. It better be days. <laughs> it seriously better be days." So I wasn't a dick though. I was super nice. I just told him, "You're holding me up, man. Like you, you really should have." I'm not trying to be a jerk, but you really should have told me this last week. So I, at one time, uh, got new tires for my car at Walmart, which, you know, so I ordered them online and then they were going to install them. And it's so silly. You still have to go back to the layaway thing, pick up your tires in a cart, take them them over to the auto auto center center. and say, okay, I'm here for my free tire installation. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) So then I'm like shopping, you know. And I'm there for, I don't know, an hour or two. And I'm kind of like, it shouldn't take this long to put tires on unless there's a problem. Sure. And now keep in mind, Walmart, they've got a in-store PA system to notify you of, you know, or tell you you need to come back. I go back there and I'm just like kind of, what's going on with my car? And he's like, oh, yeah. So uh, we can't put those tires on your car. And I'm like, and you were just going to let me hang out? Until, <laughs> and then it turned out that he was, so they were like, I, I just ordered like the best price. They had a W speed rating apparently. Like George W or? I don't know. I don't know exactly what the speed ratings mean. I guess <laughs> Z is for like sports cars, like Corvettes or Porsches sure. or something zoom, crazy. Zoom, zoom, right? Yeah. Um, my car had no speed rating, which means that they can like take any of the tires Okay. And so eventually the manager, he overhears this There's conversation a- between me and the tech and he comes over. He's like, dude, just put the tires on his fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> well, this poor cat. I was super nice to him. I'm like, look, man, you're really holding up my month. Like, I wanted to be done on this job and get paid like a week ago. So can, you know, can you ref- he's a refund me that thing? And then or can you keep that money and expedite the shipping? Uh, all right, yeah, man, I'll see what something. I can do. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks then. Ha, 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 jokey joke. He's like, ah, no, 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 I'm just kidding. Sorry. I got the refund the next day. I walked out uh, to come here, mm-hmm. and they were on the porch. Nice. I was like, holy shit. I think I did it up right. Nice. All right, we'll be all ordering right. from them again at cool. some point. Well, we're going we're gonna to have to get to it here. Stop screwing around. If you guys want to join in on the show some point you can uh, message us on them face pages or the twitcheroos or um the utabs and um the twatters whatever wherever format you are watching us on 
And um, unlike most evenings, <coughs> we invite you to call in, but we're going to have a guest. He's going to be taking up the bandwidth. Yes. So yeah. we'll like, and also I don't know how to make him hear a call. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to so. make that awkward for him. You yeah. know, he's <coughs> watching us talk, and then I mean, we could, you know, we could just put a microphone in a speaker. <laughs> we could do you that. Know, we could do that. We could do that. Put all the guitars up the middle. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's let's see about bringing him in. Uh, his name is uh, Aaron Minton. He is a uh, history teacher who did his master's degree work uh, specifically on masculinity throughout mm-hmm. history. And um, he, uh, I want to read his tagline because I dig it. So uh, he is an American by birth, a Southerner by blood, and a New Englander by choice. He's got a, re- must have a really <laughs> fucked up accent. That's and uh, he hosts a podcast called uh, uh, Pilgrim's Digress about history. He also hosts one specifically for teachers that we he may or may not mention because it's very i listened to uh, one episode of that and it is very if you're not a teacher you don't understand market. what they're talking about <laughs> yeah. so uh but we'll we'll go ahead and get him up on the uh the video chat here well, anyways uh while we're getting that all sorted out we get aaron on the uh, on the air we'd like to thank everyone everyone who's donated through our page mantoolsmedia.com to uh something that's very near and dear to our hearts it is the 22 miles until none uh thank you all we have raised well over 150 dollars for 22 till none and uh that will all be used in the uh 22 till none's effort to end veteran suicide looks like we've got some uh connectivity and once Trevor figures out how to mouse around and we got it, do some jiggery pokery and figure out this this newfangled computer system. There he is, Aaron Minton. Welcome to Man Tools. Hi guys, how you doing? Good. So uh, we we gave a brief uh, kind of your tagline and let everybody know about your podcast. Uh, but if you don't mind giving us a more in depth kind of introduction to who you are and what you do. Yeah, I started. Um, I, I did the cardinal sin of starting a podcast about pretty much nothing and everything, uh, but my concentration was anything New England, and uh, so I've got a variety of different kinds of guests about uh, anything from like self care to hunting to sports to anything. So all my guests are from New England and uh, are doing their thing in New England. So uh, that's over at Pilgrim's Digress. Awesome, awesome. And you're uh, so you're a history teacher is your profession. That's uh, right. What, what grade level? Uh, all of them, pretty much. I teach mostly the uh, the little guys, the ninth graders now. Okay, cool. Yeah. Remember, remember when ninth grade wasn't the little guys? <laughs> yeah. So long ago. <laughs> now I look at these twenty two year olds. I'm like, come here, junior. I'm like, wait, <laughs> shit. Yeah. I'm there, I'm actually, I made it. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I'm curious. Uh, you you told me as we kind of connected that uh, you specifically did some work uh, for your master's degree that had to do with masculinity uh, throughout history. So I wanted to. I'm just curious uh, what that's all about and what kind of your conclusions you came to, if any. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So I I got my master's degree in uh, in history at the University of Massachusetts in Amherst. And um, I, when I found your podcast, I, I figured uh, you guys might be interested in some of the stuff that I've looked into and even some of my experiences as a history teacher 
at a Title I school uh, here in Massachusetts. But uh, my two main um, concentrations were uh, masculinity in the colonial era, your pilgrims, hence the name, right? Uh, your pilgrims, your Puritans, your colonial guys, um, and then even some 20th century stuff. So uh, a lot of the most interesting things I found, uh, especially about colonial masculinity, is how uh, interesting it is, how different it is from what we understand it to be today. Uh, so, for example, one of the best stories I found was uh, one of the guys up here in New England, he had some red coats on his lawn, essentially. Uh, and to get them off of his lawn, uh, he had uh, he was already set up, right? That's the Minuteman way out here in New England. He had it set up where his two muskets were sitting, two muskets were sitting right next to the door. And so his job was to pick up the first musket and try to get one of those red coats. His wife's job was to take the musket from him, reload while he was shooting the other one, right? So especially here in New England, there is a, a it was all about survival. It wasn't necessarily about who's where and whose job is what. It was just straight survival, and that came even in, into wartime. Uh, and so the more I read about uh, stuff like that and um, the, uh, the pilgrims and the Puritans up here, a lot of their uh, roles were about just getting by and, and keeping safe. <laughs> and so there wasn't necessarily a, uh, uh, like, on, on the books kind of you do this, you do this, woman does this, man does this. It was just everybody does their best. And uh, one of the first governors of Massachusetts, his name is William Phipps, he would go out and him and all the other cod fishers and – they were essentially pirates. Let's just be honest. That's how this country yes. was founded. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, uh, they would go out and just be out for months at a time, and wife would not know if they were coming back or not. And Massachusetts, New England was one of the first places to grant women the opportunity and the, the, the ability to, to, like, buy and sell property. And so these – we're talking 1600s. These roles were flipped and upside down up here in New England all the way around. And if uh, you really sit and think about it, uh, it's so different from the South because the, the Southerners, which uh, on my podcast I say that I'm a Southerner by blood. My parents are from Kentucky. Um, <laughs> You're almost South. <laughs> almost South. If you go down there and ask them, they'll definitely say that they are. Um, but I, I always have to give them a little history lesson about what color their state was on the maps back then. Um, in the South, they all showed up in Jamestown and all that. And they looked around and said, hmm, who's going to do the work for me? And they didn't find any gold, and so they found some tobacco. And they didn't really feel like doing the work like us New Englanders. Uh, but they uh, showed up and decided that they were going to have somebody else do the work for them. And so masculinity back then, 1600s, 1700s, uh, it kind of revolves around labor, but in a different way in each spot. So in the north, it was about just staying alive, laboring for your family in a physical sense, um, and in the South, it was more about who was doing the labor. So if you weren't doing the labor, you were more of a man than the other person. Right, yeah. Well, <laughs> I've worked on crews like that. Yeah, that's foreman material. <laughs> give that guy the orange vest. Here you go, boss. You get a helmet that's right. Well, and that kind of goes back to one of our uh, man tools rules. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. There's no such thing as woman's work. There's just work. There's just work. Yeah. It's all work. Yeah. We all got to do it. It all sucks. That's right. We just got to get it done. <laughs> I like that. I like yeah. that. Yep. So as I mean, as and as you go through history, especially in America, the other turning point that I find in uh, in at least in our in our society is industrialization, because up through then, 
manhood is about leadership. You think of Andrew Jackson and Abraham Lincoln. These guys are, you know, men. Andrew Jackson's the 50 cent of presidents, right? Somebody shot him and he was still alive. He's like Teddy Roosevelt. Somebody shot him while he was giving a speech and he kept going. But uh, up until industrialization, once, uh, once the machines start doing all the labor, uh, men really kind of get confused about what's going on. They have to leave home, you know, to go do work finally. Um, and then they're, the, the, all the, the hot young things have to go off to the, uh, the cotton mills and the, the, the clothing mills and all that. And so, uh, the, the guys get really confused. We start going out drinking and then suddenly temperance movement comes along and they got to outlaw all the beer. Um, so that's another turning point is just industrialization. It really throws a wrench into what men thought they were, you know? Well, yeah. And, and at, uh, like especially leading up to that's part of the problem that one of the big problems that started leading to uh, the Civil War was uh, up in the north where they made all the stuff from the cotton. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, they had industrialized. So the demand was super high right. and in the south. The, the most efficient way was still to have, you know, slaves yep. could go go harvest that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it must. Well. So what I'm what I'm what I'm gleaming from this is that you know masculinity is really, partic- and I'm trying to figure it out now too. It still is. It's it's really a semi geographical and semi. Um, it's just that headspace. I mean, cause yeah. then, you know, you're, you're getting into, you know, just post Civil War and the fur trade happens, it booms, mm-hmm. and you've yeah. got these guys out in, you know, in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And by all terms of you know stereotypical masculinity, there's nothing more manly than a grizzled, you know, right. trapper. And I think going out. Yeah, in the that's woods that's like the about. convergence of North and South masculinity mm-hmm. is is frontiersmen, is your Lewis and Clark kind of guys. Yeah. Where I would think that both North and South guys would be like those guys are great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you had to. The... He's running a crew. And he can like <laughs> <He's doing it. laughs> right. murder ten guys if he needs to. <laughs> well, you got to look at it. Right around that time in Canada, they were fighting. They were fighting, you know, the government rule, and then and the, yep. the natives were, um, uh, they're like wait, they were doing the same thing. Like, hey, wait a minute, this is our land. And then you had people right. that were uniting with them and fighting off mm-hmm. the fur traders that were coming in that basically weren't the government, but they, what, what, what did they call it? The parcel. They basically had a governorship because they ran the company store. Mm-hmm. So you've got that the guy who's not doing any of the work, and then you got all these dudes who are. Yeah, it's an interesting. Um, maybe that's why that's why men just bash heads so much. It's it's this this difference of ideology of what you know manhood yeah. is. It's a good idea. Yeah. God damn that that kind of that that makes my noodle a little bit. It does. It's it's about context. Everybody's got themselves in their own context. And even in these modern times, it's like who you you got people on right and left saying this and that, and everybody's a snowflake. You know, it's just like where are we going to move forward and solve problems? You know, where where are those guys? I'm having this. I'm having this. uh, I'm having a problem at work where my guys are going. I do a lot of remodeling, do a lot of construction, do a lot of that kind of stuff for one one of the day jobs. Just give you some context. They're like, "No, man, go get us more work. Like, go do the paperwork shit. We got you. We got you." And they're killing it. Like, they're doing a great job for me. 
but I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to go do this. I'm not doing the work too. Like, <laughs> right. Damn it. The work is fun too. Yeah. The work is the fun part. Like I feel like I'm actually doing something. Yeah. So yeah. And you know, it's a, it's a weird line to, I don't ever want to get in that mindset of, Hmm, who can I get to do this for me? I don't, I yep. don't want and, to be on that side. Yeah. And in some contexts that's you're the, you're the man. If you can do that. Oh, not my crew. If you get the orange vest, <laughs> you're the man that day. <laughs> you get the supervisor vest. Yeah. <laughs> it is not a it is not a badge of honor. That's for sure. So I wanted to ask. I was listening to your most recent uh, podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Have you been hunting yet? I know you were talking about you, you got the oh, so license excited. for the gun, which is a definitely New England thing. We don't do gun licensing out here in Colorado. <laughs> You want a gun? You know, just go not, get one, dude. The only thing you, you, you make have a license for a dog and a car. <laughs> What's this thing about a gun? That's so weird. It's weird, and I, so you have to uh, you got to take a little class where the guy says don't shoot uh, somebody else, and then um, uh, you have to apply to the police station. So, and then that took what? ten weeks to wait for. Yep. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's uh... rough. Um, so, what my plan now is I'm I'm gonna pick up a bow to start our. Shotgun season starts uh, like December 1st, I think. It goes to December 1st for two or three weeks. And we don't have a rifle season. There's no rifle hunting in Massachusetts. So if I do want to go rifle hunting, i got to go up to New Hampshire or New York. So, um, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I used to work with a dude from Pennsylvania, and mm-hmm. um, he's, he said the same thing. The seasons are a lot different than other parts of the world, other parts of the country. Yeah. Um, like, in fact... Uh, and maybe Massachusetts does the same thing. Pennsylvania had what they called a primitive arms season yep. where yep. you can use uh, only certain types of archery. Like you can't use a compound mm-hmm. bow and or a muzzle loader that is a flint lock yeah. only. Yep. Oh, wow. That's no cap lock. No, no cap. Oh, wow. No electronic, you know, like they have those electronic yeah. black powder. None of that. Wow. It had to be. No, we have a cap only. lock. You can do cap locks here. That, that season's longer. It's like uh, December 1st to January 1st. I think muzzle loader season. It coincides with, uh, bow season too. So I think I'm going to try to do, maybe get out and do both this year. Uh, I got a brother-in-law who bow hunts. He's a police officer and he, he spends a lot of his time, uh, you know, enforcing the law and making sure all the deer are kept track of in his <laughs> town. So he's going to take me out and, uh, I'm excited about it. Um, I was just talking to one of my kids today in class. I, I looked over and I said, do are, you ever been hunting? <laughs> and he's like a 16 year old kid or something. He's like, Oh no. I said, do you know somebody? Like, could you go hunting if you wanted to? He's like, yeah, I probably could. And then I asked like five other kids, like, what are you talking about, dude? I was like, man. You mean like where you go to the store and get the beef? That's, that's <laughs> gathering. That's, that's the hunt. That's the yeah. gatherer. If you, if you live in the metro area, I feel like um, I feel that so many men have given up the hunting part. They do that on eBay for things. Yeah. And then uh, the gathering is just going to Costco and uh, – perusing the aisles you know for whatever they need i think that scratches that itch for a lot of people lately and i don't know that they know that that's what it is but yeah watching them just get you know fevered over some deal on aisle seven i'm like yeah i know what you're doing bro like you've got something in you that needs to get out and you're trying to get it on those spaghettios like for real (laughs) well i was i just got hooked on that show on netflix uh meat eater have you guys seen that oh with uh steve 
Ranella or something like that as the host. I think. Sounds yeah. familiar. Joe Rogan's yeah. on it like three times. It's yeah. it's it's pretty good. Um, uh, but he started. This is what really got me into it. I knew my brother-in-law was already hunting. My father-in-law does too. But he was talking about um, the idea of of hunting as being more uh, like you're you're a conservationist at this point. You are an environmentalist if you are oh, a hunter. Yes. Right. And so I, when I tell people I want to hunt deer and maybe my wife's like, no, don't do it, Bambi. Um, I'd say, look, Bambi's going to get eaten by coyotes, die of a weird disease and suffer, or it can take my bow or bullet right to the heart and die instantly. Right. So this is like one of the most humane ways you could probably do, you know, take out this thing. And in some cases, especially Pennsylvania, you're uh, helping out, just the general community get those things out of there <laughs> well and, and the other the other thing too is uh once you have a vested interest in something being around you want that to continue so right like the idea right. that that somehow people that hunt aren't environmentalists or um you know they're more concerned with deer the deer population being healthy and continuing for forever if possible right um compared to somebody that has no you know, kind of dog in the fight. Well, I think hunting has also taken on this real negative connotation of either um, rednecks drinking, right, and and hurting each other, or and of late the memes of of overly privileged people killing rare animals in a foreign country. Well, but even even right. that goes to conservation because the fact that they spend all that money they is really money, yeah. what keeps those animals going, like in Africa. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of people get flack for, oh, you killed, you know, what was it, Cecil the lion or whatever. It's like, yeah, but he paid like twenty grand for the just the tag, then flew himself over, you know, and pumps all this money into the economy there, which is how mm-hmm. they continue to have lions. You uh, know, <laughs> anti poachers. That's anti poacher salaries That's right there. Anti poacher. Now, you know, if I ever got a tag to go to Africa and you know catch something awesome. You know that'd be great. I'd probably pop a few poachers while I was there too. I'm not gonna lie. Well, and and I'm uh, just saying it would happen. Generally speaking, uh, as <laughs> my my we look uh, forward to your letters. My cousin, my cousin is married to a dude that used to work at the NRA and is huge into, uh, like you'd walk into their office or their house and it was like, imagine an animal and he has a trophy of it basically somewhere somewhere in there. Yeah, and the way he put it was. <laughs> Like that meat gets eaten, not by the white guys that come there, right? But the tribes that the you know. the dudes that you know they're making it, it's it's kind of a double stream of income. They get money from the people who are coming out to spend uh, to to do the hunts, and then also like the whole village gets yeah. whenever like they that, kill an animal, that, they get to butcher and eat the that, animal. That crazy bastard that does river monsters, and he caught the one really big gnarly fish out of the Congo. But he bashed it on a rock like it was fighting him, and it couldn't it couldn't ride itself. So they had a feast. He's like, uh, we try to catch and release on this show, but this just didn't this, happen. This happens sometimes. So waste not, want not. They had a big old bonfire, and the whole little village came down. And they were, yeah, I get it. Um, <laughs> I don't trophy hunt for those of you who care. Uh, I don't. I don't really need. Uh, t- to spend the money on taxidermy that seems like a ridiculous amount of loot that i could buy a guitar with or you know a new vehicle at some point but i do enjoy elk i enjoy except every time i do it that bitch falls in a hole falls right in a hole i gotta 
drag it out. I don't understand oh. it. It's like Flat Prairie, Wyoming, nothing. Pop. Right in the hole. <laughs> Where did this hole come from? <laughs> How did she get in there? Every time. Every time. I'm getting twitchy. I'm out of meat and uh season's upon us. I didn't get a tag this year. I tried to pull one, I'd missed out, but oh, getting man. twitchy. I haven't killed anything in like two seasons, so I'm a little Yeah. Yeah. Uh well, uh why don't we keep this ball a rolling and oh, get yeah. into uh this week in history. Um, Do you know anybody who's a his history buff? I can think of one guy. I got a guy. <laughs> we got a guy. I'm your guy. All right, okay. so we're gonna we're gonna play a little intro music. I don't think you'll be able to hear it, um, but when we're done with that, we'll kind of bring you back in. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you the high sign. Not yet. Not yet. Anyone? Yes, sir. Anyone? I got a dollar. I'm that we'll, old. Uh, I'm that adjust old. this on the fly because we've never done it. Done it this hey, way. I taught. Uh, I taught Tim how to do that. <laughs> I did. I taught. I was like. I was like. Trevor showed me that. Okay. Why is that? I don't know. I didn't teach him that. Nope. Does it not work? Because I don't know what's happening there. Do we have to go back? Well, I think we lost. Oh, did I kill the call? I think so. No, I'm still here. You're oh. still there. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what. I lost you somehow. <laughs> there's there's too many buttons. Hey, there we go. Oh, you All know right. what? Drag him over Let's, there uh, so he's still. Him yeah, he's still here. available for visual viewing. So we got a we got a message when we tried to send our our podcast over to uh, the the fruit company. And we said, they said, wow, we see you're new to podcasting. Get back to us later, <laughs> and then we'll put you on. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I'm like, whatever, man. Trevor does great with his computer <laughs> stuff. If it were me, it'd all be on fire, but we'd be, like, running out of the building. All anyway. right, so I'm going to try to slide him over where I can still see the script. Here we go. All right, it's still working. Cool. So, right, this week in his story, uh, November 14th, 1851, Herman Melville's novel, Moby Dick, is published for the first time in New York. You said Moby. And Dick. <laughs> What's the first line? What's the first line of Moby Dick? They call me Ishmael. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Snooze fest. <laughs> Don't get me started. Whatever. <laughs> you want to know about whales? <laughs> you want to know about you want to know about one man's quest for revenge? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, this is right up your alley. November fifteenth, sixteen twenty-six. The Pilgrim Fathers, who settled yes. in Plymouth, buy out their London investors. Yeah, that's, that's not owing to uh, I guess anybody back in England except the king. Right. Still <laughs> taxes. 
So correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but pilgrims were a group of people who came to America because they were too stiff to be British. Pilgrims is actually two different kinds of Massachusetts people that, uh, that came over in the 1600s. There's pilgrims and there's Puritans, and they settled in different places for different reasons. Uh, the pilgrims were, were, quote, separatists. They didn't want to be a part of the Anglican Church at all whatsoever. They wanted to start their own thing, same way Henry VIII did. Uh, the Puritans wanted to be part of the Puritan church. They just wanted to make it even better or purify it. They settled in Boston and Harvard and Cambridge and all that area. And uh, I've done a lot of read. Those guys are crazy. Uh, the Pilgrims were in Plymouth, which is more south uh, of uh, Boston. Have you guys ever seen the P- Plymouth Rock? Not in person. How big, how big do you think it is? I'm I'm guessing it's uh, a lot smaller than yeah than what you would it's imagine. It's very yeah. disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's probably three feet high at most, maybe, and about you yeah. know four feet wide. Uh, but the the Puritans were were crazy dudes, man. Uh, they I was reading a couple accounts. There was a war out here called King Philip's War in 1676. I'm really nerding out right now. I'm sorry. Uh, Where they were fighting uh, a bunch of the natives. And once all the young boys uh, got got paid, they all went back to Harvard and would throw parties at Harvard. We're talking 1670s. (laughs) I'm talking like dancing, drinking, eating, girls, like the whole nine yards. You think these guys are uptight, you know, buttoned up. It It was a crazy fest. Um, uh, out there, and then so these guys would get whipped for drinking, and the, they were essentially buying booze for the kids at college. And this, we're talking about 1670s. Things uh, don't change. Well, <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting. the The Puritans are viewed as uh, being like super sexually repressed, right? Um, which is outside of the context of marriage is true. But from what I understand, they actually had laws on the books that, like, if you were a wife and not putting out, like, Mm -hmm. that that had some serious consequences. I've read laws on the books and accusations. If you weren't a man putting out, you got in trouble. Like, the Um, idea, if once you were married, you were supposed to be fucking, right? (laughs) Right. Uh, I've also read a lot. Uh, So when I was in school, I would read through all these probate records of Harvard and Cambridge in the early 1600s. And I'm not kidding. 30 to 40 percent of them were – these two kids had sex. They get whipped. Now they have to get married. It was just page after page of that. I was like, you freaks. <laughs> oh, here's another. This is a good one. Uh, this one dude, he got hanged in front of like 20 animals. It was They listed them. Cow, duck, sheep. Uh, like They were like, we're going to hang you in front of these animals because he had sex with every single one of them. Oh, <laughs> and so Jesus. they I knew where that was so going. They, so they killed each going. one of the animals. Uh... They killed each one of the animals in front of them and then hung them. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. Say, they can't, they can't make crazy time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, got to hang him. <laughs> Let's hurt his feelings first. <laughs> it's it's just funny what actually um, filters down through history. Right. I've, I've, I've always been the one that says, you know, I've, I've lived by the, the, I don't know who coined this, but history is written by the victors. Oh, yeah. And... I just look around at everybody on on the subsurface, not the not the pretense. I just look mm-hmm. around at all my friends. I look around at all my people. I look around at all the people, and I'm like, "This is just this is not what you put out there into the world. <laughs> not the, <laughs> not not in your everyday lives." Like then, when you hear these stories, like you just told us, like I'm not surprised. 
I'm just not surprised that the shit's been the same way ever since the beginning of time. Yep. It's just a matter of uh, the guys that could write, what were they writing down? Yeah. Right, yeah. The, you know, it's the whole, you know, keeping up appearances. Mm-hmm. You no, know, no, we got to stick to the narrative. We got to stick to the our guns on this thing. and mm-hmm. Especially the Puritans. Like, like we talked about pilgrims buying themselves out. The pilgrims bought themselves out. The Puritans didn't. The Puritans were still under a charter for a long time, and they had to keep reporting back home about how great things were, right? We got everything under control here, guys. It's the old, <laughs> and then it's when the they, old, they lost their charter and freaked out. It's the, the old 69th. Captain Oates. Yeah. Right? I'm going out for some time. I might, you know, I'm going out for a while. And maybe, <laughs> you know that story, Trevor? No, I'm not Captain familiar. Oates is going to the North Pole. Oh, okay. Right? right? And he made this supreme sacrifice. He sacrificed himself so his men could eat, you know, the last of whatever the food was. And the only way we know this is from what, Scott's diary? Sounds right. Yeah. So he wrote in there, you know, Oates made the supreme. He's not going to write, you know, bludgeoned Oates to death today with a and <laughs> ate him with the last packet of instant mash. He's not going to write that down. <laughs> right. Yeah, he, is, he totally volunteered for this. He volunteered for this. <laughs> I, did, I did not hit him. I did not bludgeon him in his sleep with a frozen husky. That did not happen. All right. Well, moving moving on through the week, uh, November 16th, 1902, a cartoon appears. Let me zoom this in because it's... Whoa. Yeah, it's tiny. All right. Teddy. Teddy. A, uh, a cartoon appears in the Washington Star prompting the teddy bear craze after President Teddy Roosevelt refused to kill a captive bear, which was tied up for him to shoot during a hunting trip in Mississippi. Yeah. I'm, yeah, that's I'm pretty... really certain everything I know about Teddy, he did not want to shoot a tied up <laughs> animal. That's not going to be a thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not going to happen. And hence we have teddy bears. That's it. I'm not ashamed to say it. I still have my kiddo, my teddy bear from my childhood, nice. properly displayed in my room just because I'm still 12 years old at some point. <laughs> I also have my Star Wars shit and my guns. So, you know, it all it all evens out. <laughs> sure does. It all evens out. Uh, let's see. Uh, November. Where am I? You're on there the 17th. Buddy. November 17th, 1913. The first ship sails through the Panama Canal which, of course, connects the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. And for those of you out there who have not ever at all dove into the history of the Panama Canal, find yourself one of them documentaries, check it out, Mm -hmm. because it is a feat of fortitude. Everybody's like, well, how did we build the pyramids with such primitive... I'm like, how the fuck did they do the Panama Canal? (laughs) Manpower. Manpower, yeah. They got it done. I always laugh at those while well, Trevor's getting the next slide up. I always laugh at those folks who tell me, how do they build the pyramids or how do they do that? And I was like, you know, man, I, I've hired a bunch of dudes out of the, the Home Depot parking lot. I gave them more money than they thought. Oh, we got it done by the end of the week. Like, I have faith in man, mankind, humankind. Uh, let's see. This one's fun. <laughs> okay. More. More, more modern. Oh, Maybe yes, the wrong Mr. Word. Bond. Uh, I expect you to die. No, November 18th, 1978, the People's Temple cult leader, Jim Jones, leads his followers to a mass murder-slash-suicide in Jonestown, Guyana, 
hours after one of the members of the cult killed Congressman uh, Leo Ryan of California, who came down there to investigate kind of, you know, weird some things are weird going on. A lot of your people are from California. What's up? This guy. And uh, I recently learned that Guyana is in South America and not Africa. I thought it was an African nation. Oh, it's actually down in South South America. America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I made it. That's really funny because on Monday the band was all in the studio and they were all laying around late because the one guitar player was you know jerking. I mean, recording his guitar solos. <laughs> and I came into the. I can't. I feel so old. I came into the the green room, whatever you want to call it, like the lounge area. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Damn, it looks like Jonestown in here." <laughs> no, nobody got it. No. <laughs> And of course, this is where the uh, the pop culture term "drinking the Kool Aid" yeah, mm-hmm. yeah comes from. <laughs> uh huh. I just that's pretty funny. I made that joke on Monday. Um, let's see November nineteenth, sixteen twenty. Again, another uh, Pilgrims thing. The uh, Pilgrims site for the first time Cape Cod. Oh yeah. Now I've been in, I've been to Cape Cod. Um, I have a fun story. I was there for uh, some training with work at mm-hmm. uh, beautiful Otis Air National Guard Base, which I don't encourage anyone mm-hmm. to ever visit unless you have to. <laughs> 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 it's not a tour destination. Um, and I, uh, <clears throat> for some reason, I was there over a weekend, which is a little weird. But uh, I decided I was going to go to church on Sunday. So I looked up a church, and this is back in the days when, like, before your trip, you needed to print out, like, MapQuest directions. Oh, yeah. You did, yeah, yeah. It wasn't just, like, on my phone, okay, Google, I want to go here. And um, I don't exactly remember why I was trying to find this. Uh, I think, like, the, the map, you know, MapQuest was kind of shitty. So I think the map, no. like, just had the hotel, and then I was on this road and didn't show how to get onto the road that I needed to like turn on and i'm like uh, how do i get there over the river and through the woods so i went i went to, <laughs> i went to the front desk of my hotel and i go um excuse me can you tell me where uh worcester street is and he's like what and i'm like worcester <laughs> street <laughs> and he's like worcester I, I don't know what you're talking about and i'm like no here right here and he's like oh worcester Worcester Street. And I'm like, no, no, no. There are many more letters in that <laughs> word than you pronounced. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of those, man. I live right next to uh, Lesta, which is really like Lecester or something. Uh, another fun one is Billerica, which is <laughs> Billerica is actually spelled like Billerica or something. There's a bunch of them. Tewksbury, T E W K S B U R Y. You say you want to say Twixberry or something? It's called Tuxberry. You just say Tuxberry. Mm. There's a lot of them. It's great. Well, and and another another odd occurrence was uh, we stopped at a gas station and uh, some fellows in turbans. I believe they were Sikhs. Uh, and for whatever reason, this really, I don't know, blue, baked my noodle, as you like to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we walk in. We buy our gas. And then when he spoke, he had the same Massachusetts accent that everyone else had. And I, I was expecting, you know, Apu right. from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, wait, really? what? Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. It bakes into everything. It hasn't gotten me yet. I've only been here about 12 years, so it hasn't gotten me yet. Every once in a while you hear the uh, the dropped R's or the added R's. And oh. It'll get me. Like, you know, over there in that area. Uh, what was that? <laughs> 
We, just just for fun, when you when you you meet someone from Colorado, you'll notice our accent is all the William Shatner pauses in our sentences. Uh, I like that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing. Once you it's hear time it, you can't to go snowboarding. It. Yeah. Oh wow! You cannot unhear it. It's there. See, just can't unhear it. All right, and uh, moving on, moving on. There's no time. Go, Trevor. Come on, come on. There's no time to finish out the week. Damn it, Jim. Uh, November twentieth, eighteen eighty-nine, marks the birth of Edwin Hubble, who, of course, the tele- the space telescope is named after. But uh, he was an American astronomer who proved that there are more than one galaxy. I guess at the time they thought the universe was, was a it. single galaxy, and. They were still a little bit on the fence about, you know, our solar system being the, you know, they they saw these other things, but they weren't sure about how it worked. Hubble also proved um, that the universe was expanding. The, yeah. So that whole red and blue shift thing. And then, you know, you have to ask yourself, what's a quasar? Why is it red? <laughs> No, I don't have to ask myself that. You, I do. I lay in bed at night and wondering, wondering why. Why is it red? Hence the hence the whole uh, figuring out that everything's flying away from each other. <laughs> Helped a lot of other people figure out a lot of other cool things. Just saying. Well, Aaron, that was clever. That's this week in history. Is awesome. Um. Not sure what your uh, what your evening's looking like, but we're going to plow through some news. And if you want to get in on that and stick around with us, hang out, and uh, hopefully answer some questions from if any of these peeps want to chime in on us. Uh, you guys are more than welcome to chime in, and you're more than welcome to hang out with us. We can chitty-chatty a little more about some uh, some other crazy stuff. Oh, you mentioned snowboarding. You sure. um You down to get that handled? Come out here to Monarch? I can ski, man. I can't snowboard. That was the other guy. <laughs> that was that was that was drunk, Aaron. <laughs> that was uh, the guy from my last uh, episode there. Oh, if you oh, well, if you're uh, hey man, I'm telling you, we live what an hour away from Monarch. It's legit. That's so, the big boy stuff. I'm here. I'm really scared to go out there to ski. My wife went out to uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, to ski, and she came back just wide. I like. I can't believe people ski like that. <laughs> and knowing we're just like, the Black Diamond's just like, yay, kind of fast. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. trees and stuff. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, we have we have mountains. We have, we have trees that like the sky. Rocks and things. It oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the wild frontier out here. I'm not, I'm not, even, gonna, I'm not even kidding. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I thoroughly plan on um, getting a, at least a half-season pass. For Monarch this year, yeah. it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. How many how many slopes does a does a place like Monarch have at like at a time? All of the slopes. We're talking like thirty. <laughs> I mean, our slopes. place has got like ten to twenty at most. Mm. I know Wolf Creek has like forty five. Goodness, how long are the ski lift rides? There, you can do what is there four? There's Four lifts at Monarch, so one goes up. No, at Wolf Creek, I know Wolf Creek really well because I grew up there. So there's four lifts. There's one that just bobs you up to like these greens that kind of come down, you know, the north side. 
They're just it's just slope. It's like a foothill, and there's a bunch of greens and a couple of blues that just go down, and then there's another one that takes you up, takes about twelve fifteen minutes, and then wow. you're on like on this side of that side of the mountain, and then you got one that takes twenty minutes, goes all the way up, and you jog over and go on up another one that takes ten, and you can do backcountry shit, and the snowcat wow. will come get you every forty five minutes, and then you just hang on. Wow. And they yeah. snow cat drag. you sit on your snowboard or you ski behind it and they just drag you back around to the front of the mountain. Oh wow. Yeah. That's it's wild. uh it's a trip. Monarch's not Monarch's not that big. Copper and Vale, those places are just massive. They're like the Walmarts of ski resorts. <laughs> so ours is kinda like I don't know, the come and go. <laughs> you guys don't have those over there, do you? <laughs> No, it's just you just show up for a couple hours and roll out. Like, it, there's not even the one near my house. There's not even like a place. There's not even hotels or anything. It's just like you're in town. Head over. Yeah, it's where all the people from Mass go. Monarch, Monarch's kind of that way. There's not a lot of hotel-y stuff. You have to drive back down into Salida, oh, and okay. then there's nice places. You know, like Fifty Burger, voted the best burger in uh colorado for that, uh, two years running the tristan's joint that's my brother and sister-in-law's place oh cool yeah super proud of them so they they renovated an old burger king turned it into like this gastro pub good because my wife and i drive by burger kings and there's nobody ever there nope they just renovated. lights he, off nobody's he calls ever me there one day he goes hey man do you want to play land like, what <laughs> come get this thing out of here we can't get rid of it i'm like what kind of want that actually that would be pretty <laughs> rad i would love to put that up in my front yard so all the kids to see in a big fence around it like you can't play on it <laughs> take your shoes off <laughs> just tempt them with fun well we're gonna jump into the news uh do you want to stick around with us or you got some uh manly stuff to do well it's ten thirty here i got class in the morning i'll have to sign off i appreciate you guys having me well thank you for joining us tonight absolutely uh, yeah <clears throat> so you guys if anybody's listening if anybody's uh, listening and a teacher too interested in that i have another podcast called professional envelopment it's a daily podcast of me just harping on what's going on too so pilgrims digress i kind of i started one episode of that and i was like this is super niche <laughs> yeah <laughs> like because most a... most teacher podcasts are just like everybody's great you should do these things blah 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 and you know but me i'm just like so the kids were assholes today and oh, make nice. sure you keep trying. <laughs> it's only five <laughs> or ten minutes. I'm just trying that out. And uh, but Pilgrim's Digress is my my main vein, and uh, I'm excited to where that's going. Hopefully, getting some good New England beer stuff going as well. So appreciate you well, guys having uh, me on. Yeah, let it, let us know how your uh, your shotgunning and hunting. Uh, I'll post it and tag going. you. Awesome. Yeah, Definitely. that'll be great, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Mr. Aaron from PilgrimsDigress.com. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks again. All right. All right. Not everybody from, uh, you know, New England's a tool. That guy's pretty cool. No, he's all right. (laughs) (laughs) And. Well, I guess he's he's more from Kentucky. I was going to say. That's why. Kentucky. Kentucky. Boing, boing. Are they trying to get a hold of you for your um, um, 
No, he's he's messaging me. Uh, thanks, guys. Oh yeah, no, so. I was gonna say, are, are they trying to message you about your extended warranty? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <sighs> yep, we got some snowboarders in the uh, group chat. Looks like definitely like Monarch. I like um, what was that other one? Oh, Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek's fun, but it's five hours away let's uh well I tried, I tried skiing once and i fell so much that i just well i mean you know like, um, that's what I'm it good. is you do fall down it's gravity i'm good no i, I liked going <laughs> last time i went snowboarding was pretty fun so there's a really good video footage of me just eating shit right under the lift so everybody's laughing at me it's it oof nice the lady comes up, like, you need to slow down. I'm like, ah, I tried to slow down. I was like, boosh. I'm like, is that slow enough, bitch? You realize it's downhill. Yeah. <laughs> is that slow enough? These things don't have brakes, per se. All <clears> right. <throat> well, let's get on with the news. Yeah. Shall we? It. There we go. Found my mouse. You didn't know that had lyrics, did you? You didn't know that had lyrics. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, a company from a very reputable... Well, this comes from a very reputable news source. Uh, I can't even pronounce it. Anon. I guess they're... Is that the deal? They're anonymous? But then it gives it a a guy's name, so I don't know. Anonus. (laughs) Anonus. Anonus. Anno. So the thing says Anon News, but the website is... A no news. Yep. A no news. Not to be confused with the other kind of news. It's kind of like when people say CNN news. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. All right, you can move our faces to the other side. Then they can see the headline. Yeah. Hang on. Sorry. No worries. Um, I taught Tim how to do this. Dealing with stuff, man. Yay. <laughs> anyway, a company is starting to sell pills that make farts smell like... Flowers and chocolate. <laughs> a 65-year-old inventor, Christian Poivin, Pavan, Pavacal, Pavacal, like they say in New England, Pavacal, Panicle, Panavacal. Worcester. It's point of. There it is. You guys can read that. There's a whole lot more letters in there. Point of. From a French village. Uh, is becoming a household name in France, apparently, uh, around the world. And you heard it here first on Man Tools, so that tells you something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was made a pill that makes your farts smell nice. This capsule can be purchased online at a website uh, that you can look up yourself because we're not going <laughs> to give it to you for legal reasons. The product <laughs> is very affordable. 60 packs of pills cost you $23 or 32, 34 pounds. Doesn't say how many are pack. But no, sixty okay. pack of pills. Oh, a sixty pack. Right. Yes, a I sixty f- count f- package of pills. So um, I'm sure there will so be directions about, on it. About fifty cents or so. Fifty pill. cents. <laughs> fifty cents to make your shit not stink. 
Apparently, droves of these are being sold <laughs> in San Francisco, <laughs> where their farts don't stink. <laughs> we, we've got a story about that coming up later <laughs> and what's pissing me off. <laughs> See how I segue there? <laughs> See how I do that? It's like we know how to podcast. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm taking it back, you know. It would have helped out this weekend. Um, I learned a thing when I was working in the hospital from the coroners. Just get some Vicks Vapo Rub and uh, put it in your nose. I was going to say on your asshole. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> if you're the one trying to avoid the stinky boys in the studio oh, all day long, I got you. Who decided that Mexican was going to be a great idea for not, lunch? Not to make your farts not stink, to make you not smell it's, others. Right. Farts. I mean, okay. they're trying to unload right. the gun. I'm just putting it. on a bulletproof vest. That's all I'm doing. I feel you there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ooh, Vicks. Vicks on the old tutor is, uh, that's, I don't that, think that's a good solution. Well, that's an old gym locker room trick. <laughs> I got beat up a lot. Anyway, moving on. Uh, let's see. What have we got next in our news up, feed? Up next in cool products that every guy can use. Yeah, from a reputable website. Yeah. Uh, Roman uh, men's uh, products. Uh, yes. Generally, ED and balding stuff uh, has come up with uh, a wipe they call the swipes to um, basically make you last longer in the sack. Uh, yes. Last longer with OTC and prescription treatments for premature ejaculation. Now, if any of you are my age and remember the old trick about, um, fuck was that shit called is that throat lozenge stuff oh uh uh sepacol or yep um there's another one but i forget the other that's one. that's the stuff we learned when we were kids because you were you know remember when we were young and fooling around we're happier than puppy with puppy with two peters you're just like yeehaw yeah well if you want to last longer you just spray a little that on there and i'm pretty sure this has some type of uh numbing agent well, I find this interesting. So you're all hot and horny. Apply yep. to your most sensitive areas and let dry for five minutes. Yeah, that's my favorite part. <laughs> so <laughs> starting at only three fifty a dose. So not only you're spending three minutes three three fifty. We got three fifty. Now, Roman, if you're wanting to sponsor us, we'll completely yeah. change our oh, tune. Yeah, we'll totally change our tune. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll put a field test on that bitch. <laughs> we'll sit there and wait for five minutes before, uh, you know, we get down to business. Yep. It's better than the deed, fonder than the memory, the anticipation. Mm. <laughs> we look forward to your letters. Yes, as always. <laughs> Contact our legal department at do we screw them and how dot man dot com. It's <laughs> <laughs> our legal team. Let's see our uh, our next story. Oh yeah, I is semi sports related, but it kind of fits more in the news. I think. Uh, are you familiar with Don Cherry from Canada? Um, that's not even a real country. True. Go ahead. Uh, well, Don is a uh, famous and beloved hockey commentator up there and uh of course uh for those that don't realize our veterans day and the veterans day for the british empire which includes canada 
is the same day. They call theirs Remembrance Day. It's kind of like a combination of Memorial Day and Veterans Day together. Mm-hmm. And the, the tradition there is to wear a poppy. As you see, these fellows have kind of, they're artificial or, or just yeah, images a- of a poppy, but uh, it's a poppy to remember the vets. Mm-hmm. Well, he took some flack and ended up uh, actually leaving his job uh, for this. Very few people wear uh, poppy. Hockey commentator Don Cherry courted controversy during his Coach's Corner segment Saturday on Hockey Night in Canada. Okay. Canada, over this. You people love you. you they come here, whatever it is. All right, hang on. Whoa. So right off the you people, uh, I found this very late, so I didn't get to actually put the video into the stack here. He uses that terminology a lot, and mm-hmm. it's just his manner of speaking about anybody that's not him. You're right. So before everybody goes, racist, he's yeah. racist. It could be kids. It could be the he other says team. There, it could there, be are, the... there are tons of examples of him saying you people in a very general just yeah. fashion. So You love our way of life. You love our milk and honey. At least you could pay a couple of bucks for poppies or something like that. Appearing to blame immigrants for not appreciating Okay, so there you heard the the, the rub. Uh, <clears throat> it was taken as you people, meaning non-Canadians, immigrants that come to Canada. You get all the benefits, and then you don't even appreciate the veterans. Okay. Which, eh, I don't know. Even if he meant it that way, I'm not that mad at him. <laughs> and that goes for everybody who came here. You know? Even us Americans, you know. <clears throat> the 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 Americans who who said they were all moving to Canada when uh, our commander in tweet was <laughs> was elected was yeah. elected so you are part of the the you people uh, well he uh, Canada's veterans see if they I this. think it's inflammatory and unnecessary and untrue the comments drew an immediate reaction to pin it all on the minorities and the new immigrants I think that's uh, wait, wait. Uh, I thought it was he wasn't talking about you because you have a fucking poppy yeah. <laughs> You're golden. So you clearly weren't part of the You're you not people. Part of the you people issue. Anyways, it's outrageous. Onward. Actually, some recent immigrants, like the owner of this Turkish restaurant, agree. Oh, he's the wrong. Good. What he says, he's the wrong. Not right. I felt they were offensive. I. All right. Anyways, um, he uh, dude's like 85 and has been commentating on hockey for decades. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I believe he eventually resigned. I don't think he was. Uh, actually, no, he may have been fired. Um, don't quote me on that. He, right. Either way, he's he's no longer employed by uh, whatever network he works for up in Canada for commenting on hockey. But after this, there is now a petition. Let's see if his web page loads. It won't. Pages okay. don't Okay. All right. Just stop that and maybe maybe a refresh will do it. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's over 180,000 signatures on this uh, petition to try to force the network basically to give him his job back. Yeah. And at this point, he's kind of like, I don't give a fuck. I'm 85. I'll just not work anymore. I'll just bow out. <laughs> I'll end on a low note. Thanks a lot, guy. You proved my point. You people prove my point. Wow. No, I do. Uh, 
that was uh that was the news media taking that and running with it. Yes, it was. That really wasn't uh because if you if you remember, you know when he's bitching out the when he was bitching out the the Oh uh, god, I remember that speech. It was the the strike shit and he's just like, You people need to get back to it and blah blah blah, you're ruining the sport, blah, blah, blah. That was years ago. I was like eighty something. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of uses you people to just mean anybody he's antagonistic with. Yes. Yeah. He's uh, he's not racist. He hates all of you. Yeah, he, all he of hates us. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you Americans, you're, you're just surfboard riding cheese individuals, cheese sliced eating barbarians. You people are awful. Um, This next story I got a kick out of. An inmate in Iowa who was serving a life sentence uh, went into cardiac arrest. <laughs> nice try, buddy. Got revived and then claimed, his, claimed well, my life ended. So, because <laughs> he was clinically dead for however long. a certain amount of time. He's like, so I filled, fulfilled my sentence, right? Right. And uh, no, the court kind of said, nice try, but no. no. <laughs> you, well. are, you are not correct there. <laughs> Computer says no. <laughs> Computer says no. Love that show. <laughs> Computer says no. The Iowa Court of Appeals ruled Wednesday. What was this? This was this week? Yeah. Yeah, they ruled Wednesday. Uh, let's see. Saying I guess, that. I, know, I guess last Wednesday of last week. Last week. So this is in the Iowa Court of Appeals. Ruled on Wednesday. Tough shit, buddy. Dying for a small amount of time doesn't count up for a life sentence. Nope. Which is a bummer. Good try. Good try. He, the old Jon Snow defense. Yeah. Ah, my life ended. My watch is Therefore over. Therefore, my watch is over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He tried for the Jon Snow defense. That's awesome. <laughs> um, On to a gross story. This is uh, a, little, uh, a little disturbing to me. It's called Movember. In Australia. So Which you, means you, mustache is short for mustache. Yep. Mo. Um but there is a uh, a women's grooming products company called Billy. Uh, but they would like to normalize women facial hair by having them participate in Movember. So, ladies, and so if you if you grow a stash, just go ahead and let that fly. And here's here's their ad. <laughs> I guess. Our hair has a very important announcement to make. Women have mustaches too. The world may not know this because we go through a lot to hide them. We've been hiding them all our lives. But newsflash, we've got them. So this November, we're growing them out and joining in. Because a stash is a stash. Because a stash is a stash. I'm going to stop it right there. The whole thing behind Movember or No Shave November is awareness for testicular cancer. cancer. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't have testiculars. <laughs> That's I'm gender not appropriation. Sure about, yeah, right? Yeah, you want to, let's throw that. You're appropriating our masculinity. That's right. That's right. We don't, well, 
I guess there are exceptions to everything. But generally speaking, we don't uh, have boobs for breast cancer month. <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I'm all about saving the front range. I, I love, yeah. Saving the tatas, yeah. That was a yeah. good joke. Saving the front range. So, you know, I support, you know, research for that. I just don't, I don't know. I don't feel like wearing a bra for that month. And look, ladies, I understand. You go through a lot more pain to look a lot prettier <laughs> than we get it. anything we do. That's why we work so hard every day. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I'm there just saying. That's why we get after it. But uh, I don't want to kiss anyone with a mustache. I don't know well, what to tell you. Well, my thing is, I mean, I'm already. I'm, I'm sure that's bigoted and uh, it is. It fucking is whatever. You, but you're just, you know, this is why. This is it. This is this is. You're all gonna laugh at this. I'm going to hell. This is why gay men with mustaches are okay. Because it's like Velcro. <laughs> you know, you see where I'm going with this. <laughs> see where I'm going with this. It's like Velcro. Mm. You got you got two gay guys with uh you know mustaches. There, it's the same side of the Velcro. I'm worried that if you know women are the loop and we're, we're the <laughs> ah, then we're gonna get stuck together. It's just gonna be painful. <laughs> Having to peel it off of there. Mm. So it's like it's you know we're both the loops. You guys are the hooks. That's um, I don't think that's gonna work out too well. I hope somebody out there appreciated that joke because it's way fucking funnier in my head because I visualized it all. Do we have any Velcro? Do we have some Velcro sounds? Uh, no, no, no. All right, we better get out of here. Uh, All right. <laughs> mo- moving on. <laughs> moving nice. on. Nice. <laughs> Some days I'm the bug. Most I must th- ask you a question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this I didn't find surprising at all. The uh, largest, from another reputable news source, by the way, the largest. The old, the old vintage news. The old vintage news. The largest fossilized human turd ever to be found came from a sick Viking. How sick was he? <laughs> he was this sick. <laughs> Back to you, Charlie. <laughs> Apparently it killed him. <laughs> Wrecked him. <laughs> Damn near killed him. Uh, we're going to hell. Yeah. So this thing looks like Plymouth Rock. <laughs> it, it looks, yeah, it does. Uh, everything devolves into I mean, poop. Of course, it's the internet, so I need a banana for scale. But <laughs> a soda can. Uh, that's <sighs> well. That anyways, horrifying. So, yeah, they're they're. I don't know how they figured out it was a Viking. I'm not quite sure how they figured out he was sick. Um, well, if that came out of him, he couldn't have been healthy. <laughs> I mean, he. I mean, uh, apparently they <clears throat> discovered Taco Bell. You know, years early. Uh, all right, I'm tired of looking at a fossilized human turd. Okay, well, the largest one. Yeah. Not just any. Not just any. <laughs> this is Viking. Jork Viking. This is the Viking name for York. Uh. <laughs> that is now called the New York. Now, th- there's... Don't we have two gun stories in the news? Maybe? I thought I, I sent you that other one because I'm really fucking pissed off about it I don't it know right what the now. other one is. So Springfield's doing okay, but Remington's kind of in the toilet right now. Okay. Um, I'll have to pull it up and find it for you. 
You might. Uh, well, I'm, I'll read this when you look up Remington. And the and the Supreme Court. I really need to read that news story a lot better. Anyway, um, from ballisticmag.com, which I am a very loving subscriber to. You guys need to check out this new. It is the smallest. It's the Springfield Hellcat. It is the smallest, highest capacity polymer nine millimeter ever. Can't wait to get my hands on that thing. Um, the Springfield Hellcat. Oh yeah, here we go. Sorry, sorry guys. No, sorry. It's all right. We'll get to that one here in a second. Springfield Hellcat is a serious step forward in the concealed carry weaponry for most of us. The selection of concealed carry gun is an exercise in compromise. I'm just going to tell you guys that is very Truth. true. The size, the weight, and caliber are often involved in self-defense negotiation processes for handgun selection. Owners uh, want something that is comfortable for all-day wear, possesses the reliability and accuracy needed for defense, uh, and readily concealable. This little bad boy, 9mm high-capacity Springfield Hellcat. Yeah, it's like, what, 13 it, rounds? Yeah, 13 in the rounds. magazine, so 14 total. 14 total. <coughs> Fantastic, and nine millimeters probably the you know the bare minimum. I don't know, man. I've 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 carried a three eighty for ever. See, my brother swings the other way. Uh, he does nineteen elevens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, because his his whole th- eh, I don't necessarily disagree. Like I sure I'd rather throw a forty five. Uh-huh. But do I want to carry a nineteen eleven all day? No. Right. <laughs> um I'm I'm very much uh partial to Walther uh and Springfield. I'm very much partial to Walther, so the uh the the forty is right there where I need it to be. Mm-hmm. The problem is it's bulky. Mm-hmm. And I I really want to tr- I really want to get my hands on that thing. I wonder if they have them already. You know, down at the probably down is this, at the range. Is this going to be released or already out? I, this is supposed to have been out. Let's see. I guess it has an eleven plus one. Uh, for those that don't understand what that means, eleven in the magazine. You got one in the chamber. Yeah. Uh, with the flush fit magazine, so that would fit basically like you can't tell the magazines in there. Yeah, right up um, to the or a thirteen plus one with an extended magazine. So it's the highest capacity nine millimeter micro compact. Uh, overall length is just six inches. That's that's pretty bad. Yeah, <clears throat> and a height of four. So and only an inch thick. Mm-hmm. I'm not keen on the uh, OSP, but don't really need it. That's fun to have. It yeah, that's a uh, just an optional. It looks there. cool. In the, you know, on the cover of the magazine, but I don't, I don't foresee that being super useful. Um, so I guess they are talking about the ergonomics, and everybody is saying that it is very comfortable to shoot, even though it's so small. Um, there's the what is it, the adaptive grip texture for a secure firing grip, and it is a polymer build. Polymer frame guns 
are a lot different than steel forged weaponry. It's a whole different ball game. So super lightweight and super high capacity. I would say this is the perfect Christmas gift for your lady. Or me. I'm just saying. You got to write Trevor on it, but it's like Homer Simpson with the bowling ball. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, guys out there, if you're shopping for a concealed carry for your lady, make sure you pick up two. <laughs> and then we'll slide this guy in uh, since you brought it up. This is – file this under – Horseshit. Oh, fucking New York Times. Fuck you. Every time with the New York Times. Well, you can see the headline. The Supreme Court is going to allow relatives of Sandy Hook victims to sue Remington. The gun maker. <clears throat> in particular. They made the thing that someone else decided to use uh-huh. to kill their kids. Uh-huh. So obviously it's that manufacturer's fault. Now, <clears throat> I am getting with my lawyer on Monday and I am suing the manufacturer of the spork for making me overweight. Yeah. I'm suing the Coors Brewery for my drinking problem. That's it. <laughs> I'm suing the people who make the aluminum cans for Coors for my <clears throat> drinking problem. I'm suing Ford for being late to work. <laughs> It's actually probably a legit claim. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just didn't mean to give you any ideas. I will say this. Here at Mantils, we are not taking anything away from the grief or the loss <clears throat> from, you know. No, but it's like, look, <clears throat> when <clears throat> outside of a defect, mm-hmm. when a family is grieving because someone got run over by a car. Right. They never go. We're oh, suing Chevy. Fucking Chevy, like never. it was a Chevy. No. Why? Why is it the, uh, for lack of a better word, the the tool of destruction uh-huh. that they choose to go after? Other than they have a, an overarching agenda of absolutely depriving everyone of rights. <clears throat> That's all you're doing. Yeah. So, we are very sorry for your loss. We are, however, very much against the way that you are trying to reach your myopic agenda. That's all I got to say about that. I don't understand where it said something about... Um, there was another headline in a, in, a, in a less reputable news source than the New York Post. And it was on the Twitter feed on CNN. Completely, um, you know... That's a scandalous rag media at best. <coughs> little local thing. <laughs> this guy's never right. It said Supreme Court up- upholding this, that, and the other. And I looked at that and I read it and I said, there's no way. It hasn't even gotten that far yet. No, they're just being allowed Did the state? Sue. S- did the state? Yeah, I'm like, there's... The Supreme Court's going to kick this out. Like, it's not even going to be a thing. If it gets there, yeah. Um... I really want to find that again because then, I mean, those headlines are just total, sh- total shit. Because I read them and I said, it said, you know, da 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 Supreme Court. And I'm thinking, okay, so is it the state at the state Supreme Court level? The state Supreme Court said, yeah, yeah, because they didn't want to deal with it. They don't want to have it on their hands, so they're just going to kick it right on up. Could be. 
and let the Supreme Court just smash that because that's not how is that even how can that even be a thing? Anyway, so enough of uh I was bitching about that. It's that's let's kind of the downer for the day. Let's bitch about something else. <laughs> Sounds good. So I saw this image and then just to let you know I went back and actually looked these headlines up. They are legit headlines that appeared in this publication. Uh-huh. And I found this funny because it completely smashes the idea of a gender pay gap. So on the left, you see, let me, uh, this is the New York Post. Yep. Both from the New York Post. So the same publication. Yep. The gender pay gap is shrinking, but could still take decades to close. And then on the right, women are struggling to find men who make as much as money as they do. One is from March, one is from September of this year. <coughs> now, ladies, <laughs> how many derelict jack-off, the whole reason we have this show is so that these derelict jack-off men will actually get off their asses and go to work. <laughs> just saying, just saying. I really like that. Really, really like that. Yes. Ah, that's good stuff. I saw that, and I'm like... And I, I noticed that he's manspreading. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And man, probably, you can't see his face, but I'm sure he's mansplaining to the lady he's next to him. He's mansplaining, yeah. Uh, you know, you know how much money I make? I make all this money. Jesus, Lord. Ah, that's good stuff. <laughs> that's good stuff. Let's see, and I think our last news news thing... Um, You've heard of gender reveals, right? Oh, my God. Did you have the same idea I did? Probably. This has to be the most trashy gender reveal <laughs> in existence. Wait, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> just watch. You, wait, what mm. the fuck, Trevor? Just, just, just watch. So this is a gender reveal party. Like there's people there? Yeah. Did you see that? What? <laughs> wait. Let me play it wait, again. Wait, what? She farted blue. They put blue stuff up her butt because it's a boy. And then she laid there with her bare ass and farted the color. (laughs) What in the trailer park shit is this? Right? That's why I said this has to be the most trashy. What in the double wide trailer trash shit is this? So wait, wait, Trevor. I'm just going to settle this argument once and for all. Hero Mantles, ladies and gentlemen, you... And I just said that on purpose. Ladies and gentlemen, how many colors are there at a gender reveal party? Uh, there there should either be blue or pink because there are only two. <laughs> See where I'm going with this? See where I'm going with this? Uh-huh. So, well, if you're super woke, you don't discuss gender with your child until it decides. Like, you just let it be what it be. Just saying. And then it decides. Just saying. It decides. Just, Zimzer, Zimzer decides it's going to be a he-she or a Zimzer. I'm just, I just, I thought about that this week. I was going to talk to you about it, and then you said gender reveal. Oh, this is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking gross. Isn't that amazing? God damn. <laughs> oh. oh. And I'm assuming this is in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it didn't say Florida man, but, you know. Pretty sure. I'm assuming. 
I'm assuming sure. that's a little future Florida man that's, that that's, uh, uh, that's in the oven there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm. Oh yeah, he's gonna be uh, skinning gators and drinking Schlitz in no time. <laughs> Well, uh, let's get a little trashier and get into some politics. Okay, let's talk about some real <laughs> blue crap. Okay, what's going on with that? Oh, hey, how's it going? It's, uh... Oh, okay. all, right, all right. So time for poli- politics. Some politics, as you all know, uh, impeachment inquiries. Just so we're clear, the president has not been impeached yet. Inquiries are happening, um, and uh, most of the evidence seems to basically be a guy heard another guy say some stuff, and whoa, <laughs> yeah, some. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, because uh, I think because somebody brought up like all of this is hearsay, um, this genius, Representative Mike Quigley, I'm not sure what state he's from, but he is a Democrat. Um, This is what he had to say about hearsay evidence. I think the American public. And of course, he's reminded that countless people have been convicted on hearsay because the courts have routinely. Uh, No. No, they haven't. There's a rules against there's, using hearsay evidence. So no, no, every legitimately time, no, legitimately, not legitimately, no. no one has been convicted. So let's allowed and created needed <clears throat> exceptions to hearsay. Hearsay can be much better evidence than direct, as we have learned in pain. No, 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 no it can't. No, it can't. <laughs> no, it can't. Hearsay is not evidence. When no. you. If, <clears throat> now he, he does say there are exceptions, and that is true. There are st- very rare and very specific legal exceptions to the rule against hearsay in court. Very few, but they're like I can't. I couldn't think of one. No, I'd have to generally speaking, up. if you overhear something that does not, if you weren't directly being talked to by that person, uh-huh. or directly witnessing the thing. That's hearsay. If like if you just tell me, dude, I saw this thing and it was fucking crazy, I can't go to court and go like, well, Eric said he saw this thing and it was crazy. They're like, no, 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 they, no. The, Did you see the, the crazy the, thing? The lawyers stand up and say, you're hunter hearsay, and they go strike that. <clears throat> and I go, well, no, but I heard it, heard it from this guy. He's a guy. I know him. He's fine. Wow. <laughs> hearsay can be better evidence than direct evidence. These guys have all lost their fucking minds. Yes, yeah. They're sitting <clears throat> in big leather chairs. Mm-hmm. They've lost their goddamn minds. They sure have. Uh, yeah, so that's that's uh, one of the... Yeah. You oh, you know what I wanted... Here's what I wanted to find, I f- and I forgot about it earlier. I am going to... Let me go. look this up real quick. Sure. Anyway, if you guys want to chime in on this, our phone number directly to the Man Tools Bunker is 719-285-9863. If you've got some hearsay and you want to <laughs> throw that shit down, we, we, we're we not going to accept it. <laughs> so this, I'm going to throw this up there. 
Jim Jordan, who's another congressman, um, generally a very, uh, let me see, where was I? Yeah, let's slide this where I want it. Uh, Jim Jordan, who, uh, he's a Republican, but he's, a he's a member of, uh, what they call the Freedom Caucus. So he's kind of. My 12 year old <laughs> child just went. <laughs> he kind of, uh, sometimes they piss off Republicans. Sometimes they piss off Democrats. Sure. Generally their membership are Republicans, but, uh, so he's, he's very like, uh, his, um, Loyalty seems to be to the AIDS country, held up not on to July his party. 18th. Is that right? That's when I first heard about it, uh, Mr. And then, it's, and then it's released, Ambassador Taylor, on September 11th. And we know that from your deposition, in those 55 days that aid is delayed, you met with President <clears throat> Zelensky three times. The first. So they're, of course, talking about, we, and we've kind of talked about it, uh, the allegation is that uh, President Trump didn't hand over some kind of aid until right. they investigated the Bidens. Right. Even though... The f- the flip is former Vice President Biden is on video saying, well, until you fire that prosecutor who's looking into my son, I'm not giving you this aid. You can call the president. Like, I'm leaving in six hours. Has it on. We have it on video. <laughs> and you know what? They fired him. Yeah. And then we got someone solid, solid, solid. We got a solid guy on our team. This one was July 26th, the day after the famous call now between President Trump and President Zelensky. President Zelensky meets with you, Ambassador Volker, and Ambassador Sondland. And again, according to your deposition and your testimony, there was no linkage of security assistance dollars to investigating Burisma or the Bidens. Second meeting is August 27th. Again, in this 55-day time frame, second meeting is August 27th. President Zelensky meets with you and Ambassador Bolton and others. And again, there's no linkage of dollars, security assistance dollars, to an investigation of the Bidens. Then, of course, the third meeting is September 5th. President Zelensky meets with you and Senators Johnson and Murphy. And once again, there is no linkage of security assistance dollars to an investigation of Burisma or the Bidens. <coughs> Three meetings with the president of Ukraine, the new president, and no linkage. That's Who's a stand-up comic, by the way? <laughs> Mr. Jordan, it's certainly accurate on the first two, uh, first two meetings because, to my knowledge, uh, the Ukrainians were not I mean, aware. I want to search for there's there's something better, where he goes. Let me see what that brings up. <clears throat> Here we go. Hopefully this is. Ambassador, you weren't on the call, were you? The president, you didn't listen on President Trump's call and President Lindsey's call. I did not. You've never talked with Chief of Staff. Malvin. And this is the call that has the yeah. transcripts that that Trump very smartly just. Well, you think I did this? Here's the transcript of the call that you're talking about. Yeah. Vaney. <laughs> I never did. You never met the president. That's correct. You had three meetings again with Zelensky, and it didn't come up. And two of those, they had never heard about, as far as I know. And President there was Lindsay, no reason for and it. President Zelensky never made an announcement. This, this is what I can't believe. And you're their star witness. You're their first witness. AIDS held up on July 18th. Is that right? That's when I first heard about it, uh, Mr. And then, it's, and then it's released, Ambassador Taylor, on September 11th. And we know that they're from not your showing, deposition. Anyways, those- they're not showing what I want them to show. So there's a part where he goes, so 
your aide, I guess an aide to this ambassador, mm-hmm. heard, overheard a conversation between this person and this other person that they heard from this person that this was going on. And he's like, I guess. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, no, no one can speak to any of this because it's like fourth hand hearsay. <laughs> It's not even like I directly heard this conversation. It's, it's I heard about a conversation from another guy. Mm. Your tax dollars at work, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. All right. Uh, moving on. Moving to to more on. shit. So uh, Donald Trump Jr. has a book out. It's called Triggered. There's a subtitle to it, but I forget what it is. Uh, something about liberals. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, but he went on the view. Oh my god. And uh he's taking flack for uh, a courageous man. <clears throat> for <laughs> well, he's taking flack for he's being accused of having outed the whistleblower in that whole like what we were just talking about, the right. whole impeachment thing. <clears throat> um he retweeted an article that was already written by a news outlet that had his name. So he didn't directly reveal this person's identity to anyone. He just, there's a news article that's already saying it. Hey, here's the news article. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, hilarity ensues. Joy, you've worn blackface here because he's an outspoken guy. Listen, this is guy. not a MAGA rally, create, okay? Made- All right, well, there you have it. This is not a MAGA rally. In this clip, you're going to see Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg absolutely lose it when a few people in their crowd clap when Don Trump says some things that they don't support. Now, I watched this 20-minute clip of The View in 2x speed. Highly suggest nobody does that, and you don't have to do it, because I'm going to show you the highlights in this. But more importantly, at the end, Don Trump Jr. uses a social strategy we call understand what's going on. I'm going to ask Whitney with CBS. You work with CBS. I'm going to ask Whitney with CBS. I'm going to ask one question. I'm going to ask one question. This is not CBS. No, but you work with them. Can we stick to? All right, Don Jr. used two techniques right there. Did you catch either of them? One was very simple. And one is actually very advanced. So the first one was just that he continued talking while Whoopi tried to talk over him. Mm -hmm. In any interaction, when somebody (laughs) successfully stops you from speaking by talking over you, they display higher status. They came in and had the authority to get you to stop. Now, in an interaction like this where a lot of people are talking over people, you're going to have that happen. But the difference is if you actually have something to say. Yeah. I want to skip to some more better that's actually a really that's a good technique actually but you heard don there continue to talk i just want like the thing know that he wasn't gonna be talking over now the second thing was more highlights on it (laughs) so Whoopi was not only trying to talk over him but get all right i'll summarize what happened so he he called out joy behar for wearing blackface yeah i saw which then she tried to deny but you saw the picture Uh uh-huh uh-huh uh he called out Whoopi. (laughs) <laughs> now I'm trying to remember what it was. <clears throat> oh. <clears throat> he uh he called out Whoopi for back in 2016 immediately saying, "Well, he's not going to Trump's not going to stay in office. We're going to get rid of him one way or another." And she's like, "I never said that." And then there's a video of her on the view going, "Well, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we're going to get rid of him one way or another. He's either going to be voted out or or removed." Uh-huh. 
But I just love, like, he just, he knows exactly where he's at, and he's like, I'm not taking shit from these bitches. <laughs> so I'm not going to do it. I want to get. Respecting come on. Whoopi Gold person repeats him. Start huh? getting off. Because like now, no, no, no. See, by the time she gets the floor, she's lost so. Oh, okay. I, I should have found a better clip of this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. This is this guy's commentary. On the <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, anyway. uh, fun, fun was had by all. Um, so basically, who are these other three women on the side that don't say much? Well, directly to the right of, uh, as we're looking to the right of Don Jr., is his girlfriend, Kimberly Guilfoyle, who used to work at Fox News. I don't know who that woman, that other woman is. And the blonde all the way in the end is Megan McCain, uh, deceased Senator John McCain's daughter. <clears throat> so she's not a fan of Trump either because he did the whole. But wait, they're hosts. I'd prefer not to be shot down or whatever. <laughs> I think winners winners don't get shot down. Oh wow! <laughs> and of course, he was a uh, pilot who was shot down in yeah. a POW. And yeah, wow. <clears throat> uh, no, Kimberly Guilfoyle is his girlfriend, so right, she's but... just there moral support, I guess. Yes, all everyone else there is a host of the show or a panelist or whatever you want to call it. They yeah. they are part of the show god i want to get us on that show the hen pecking hour dude that would be so much fun <clears throat> we could just go on and just go just wow that would be awesome <laughs> all right moving moving on to kind of our last couple things in politics here um so you know how there's like a gazillion people running for the democratic nomination hashtag get man tools on the view <laughs> <laughs> well so is this guy. I don't know who he is, but he's like, sure, I'm going to run too. Why not? Yeah. From, he's from Britain? It's a BBC uh, No, news. he's not from Britain. Oh. It's a BBC article, but he's he's a, uh, I don't even know what he is or where he works or what he does. Uh, Deval Patrick has uh, joined the crowded, yeah, you're goddamn right, race for the 2020 presidential election. I guess he's a former governor of Massachusetts, and he announced his candidacy today. All right, buddy. Yeah. Get you um, in there. Michael Bloomberg is apparently, uh, he hasn't officially announced, but it appears that he is going to throw his hat in the ring as well. Well, he's got enough money. Because, <clears throat> you know, that's, that's what we you, need is more. You need to buy it. <clears throat> even more people there. Uh, and I think that does it for our politics. Oh, that's good. Which brings us to what's pissing me off. What's pissing Trevor off? <clears throat> so this comes from uh, San Francisco. Of course. Where the police will let you shit in the streets and do drugs and pitch a tent wherever you feel like, you know. Yeah, but not, you know on, what I'm the, talking not about? on the BART, You dude. know what I'm talking about? Not on the BART. Well, so apparently on the rules. BART, uh, you can't eat a sandwich on the platform. Can't eat or drink anything on the platform. Uh -huh. Big signs everywhere. No, no, well, they, they kind of show this. There aren't signs platform at this particular platform, which is the big complaint that this guy has. Yeah. Yeah. Why aren't there signs? Go too far. Night Beats' Andrea Nakano picks up the story from the Pleasant Hill BART station. 
The whole incident that happened at this BART station was caught on camera, and the video has now gone viral. Steve Foster never knew that he would be grilled to this extent for eating a breakfast sandwich. I've done nothing wrong. Let my bag go. In this video, officers identify the man as Steve Foster. Foster was on his way to work when this happened on the morning of November 4th. You are detained and you're not free to go. According to Bart, the officer saw the man eating and asked for his ID to issue a citation. When Foster didn't comply, the situation yeah, escalated. That's what they got you. Detained for what? For eating. Oh. It's illegal. Stop, California law. Does have signs saying not to eat. And it, and that, those are I everywhere. Seen I've seen the signs. I know to eat outside of the station. Yeah. I've been taking BART for at least the last. I'm only taking BART for. But you can step time. outside of that platform and take a dump. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a thing is BART BART's <laughs> basically private property. What it, what does BART even stand for? I forget. It's it, it's the okay, but even okay. Let's say it is private property. Then why are the actual police <clears throat> enforcing their rules, which shouldn't be a state law? Right. You know what I mean? Oh God, I know this answer, and my California people are gonna kick my ass. But this pissed me off because <laughs> you step outside of there, and yeah, you can there's a hypocrisy. You can shoot up heroin, take a shit. Abort a baby. You'd, you would you would have to get out of that parking lot. It's pretty far away from the stations. But still, it's still yeah. like that. The, no, it's I still get it. It's the, it's, the police. It's yeah. It's not a uh, a special. You no, know, it's a. It is a. It's a. I mean, I'm sure they're like transit cops instead of regular cops or whatever. But yeah, but you'll still get a citation. Just like standing on the on the curb like the guy was today and got all bent out of shape because the cops made him get off the median, and they find him. Now the thing is, the reason he's like, "No, I'm, I'm not going to give you my ID." And I, here's the problem with you idiots that are doing this shit because you see it on on the YouTube about I'm not going to give my cop the ID. I'm a sovereign citizen. I'm a sovereign citizen. This bullshit. You, he told you flat out, you are in violation of an ordinance. Then he gave you that. Right. Yeah. Then you have. Then you, if you don't give him your 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 ID, that's a secondary offense, because all he needs to do is write you up a ticket, pay your fifty buck, you're on your way. Finish your sandwich. He can't double jeopardy you. Right. Yeah. The, he the, can't. And the problem I have is not so much that, uh, like, look, you want to play stupid games, you're going to win stupid prizes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But the idea that, especially in that geographical area. And we've all seen images and videos of how just what a fucking mess San Francisco is because they don't enforce any laws, basically. It's, yeah, do do drugs, take a shit. <laughs> you can walk down the street there and see people taking dumps just well, wherever they feel like. The bar is nowhere near the Tenderloin. Well, I, under I understand just, that, I'll, but I'll it still is that. San Francisco. Oh, it still is. It still is. I get it. Oh, I... So for San Francisco to be like somehow this this little piece is sovereign, but anywhere else you go, you can do whatever you want. I think I think they're trying to do the Rudy Giuliani <clears throat> thing from back in New York. The the no well, that wasn't let, that wasn't let people take shits in the street. <laughs> I think they're trying to like build it outward, you know, and it's it's I mean it's it's not working as fast as they want it to. I. I <sighs> I'm with you, man. There's a hypocrisy there that you can't just let go. No. The thing I can't let go, 
guy's like, I'm not doing anything wrong. Actually, you are. Dumbass. Yes. Yeah. Give him your ID. Pay your ticket. I'd have been like this. Yep. <sighs> Fine. I'm going to give you my ticket, and I'm going to finish my sandwich. You want to stick it to the cop. Like, you, I'm you, already committing the crime. I'm already committing the crime. I'm committing the offense to the ordinance. Yep. It is less. It's not even a misdemeanor. So, you know, uh, I'm just uh, I'm basically double parked. Um, I'm getting a fine only on the spot, and I can continue to commit this crime until the cr- you know until it's done. Can't double jet. You can't give me two fines for the same sandwich. And a, and another little piece <laughs> of hypocrisy that this dude brings up is like there's the joint where he bought that is like right by the platform. He's like, so why are they selling breakfast sandwiches here? (laughs) That's a brisk walk from any platform to find a food place. I I don't know the area, but he his claim is that it's right by the stairs. No, that's bullshit. Okay, I don't know. No, that's bullshit. And I didn't see any video that just. I've I've been I've been on the bar all over. I mean, from San Jose all the way to, well, not what is that? Just north of San Jose, all the way up to fucking. In San Francisco, all the way back, all the way up to Oakland and back. Just I've been all up and down it, and it's fucking nice. It's clean. No, no sandwiches. No sandwiches. Don't eat. On no sandwiches. No one. Sh- no one shitting. Uh. Uh-uh, nothing. It's super nice. It's super nice, and I think that's therein lies what I think they're trying to do is give that much, that nice of a place for people to get out of their cars and stop congesting the traffic well okay that's yeah. what they're trying to do to get as many people to ride that thing as possible from on their routes that branch out north and south <coughs> i'll tell you what it was a lot nicer than trying to drive through and get to oakland it was way nicer to take the bart and then the bart drops your ass off like right underneath downtown one block from the venue it was great thanks mellow that was cool we got wow. to have Zach Wild sweat all over us. Nice. <laughs> as long as you didn't eat a sandwich. No, no sandwiches. <laughs> Make me a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's uh, finish up with some sports. If I can find the thing for this sports, because we did it all you know out of order. You know what's funny? What's that? We finished with sports. It's like. It's like we're that cover band that finishes with that really lame song on the radio. <laughs> it finishes their set with that one song that nobody cares about. That's funny. We well, don't go, we don't go out with a bang. No, we we don't. <laughs> <laughs> we got to figure out our set list here's, a little better. Here's some uh, here's some sports that no one but us gives a shit about. <laughs> strange oh we still are on the uh that one there we go i'm gonna have to download this so i can play with it too and learn how to use it all right got some uh hockey 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 scores love the hockeys loves me's the hockeys well the uh 
I watched. If you're a, I watched, you're a Hurricanes fan, it was your night. <laughs> it was your night if you're the Hurricanes. I uh, watched the Rangers. Still not remember how to play hockey from, you know, five years ago when they lost the, the <laughs> cup. Like, really don't know how. Like, who are the Lightning anyway? <laughs> I don't know. Who, I don't know who that is. No. <laughs> destroyed the Rangers. Um, I watched the Wild game. That one was pretty good. That was a tight game. Um, the Oilers, we were watching the uh, uh, the Avalanche. Uh, wanted to watch that one tonight. Looks like we're losing. Yeah. The final I, period. I wanted to watch the Avalanche, <coughs> but, you know, you can't. <laughs> yes, I've heard about that. Yeah, we yeah. can't. Good luck. Good job, guys. Yep. Way to screw that up. And then somebody the other day was even bemoaning the fact that we can't watch the Nuggets. I'm like, who cares? Like, no one gives a shit about the Nuggets, bud. Who cares? Um, we will be hmm, we'll be streaming the Ducks and Sharks game in the truck on the way home to mix a rock and roll record. Let's see. Stars and Canucks are in the second period. Let's see. What do we got here for Manana? Oh, Red Wings. Oh, Red Wings and the Kings in the first period. And Red Wings are down. Yep. And then it goes into tomorrow. Well, let's see. Who's playing tomorrow? What's going on Friday night? Penguins have been pretty hot. Hmm. Eh. <laughs> I find it weird. <clears throat> it's It seems really hockey and baseball. And I, well, I, I should say I don't really follow the NBA at all. I don't follow any of it at all, but. The NBA, I really don't follow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but hockey and baseball, when you compare it to, like, the NFL, like, it is a stacked schedule. Oh, yes. Oh, They're yes. playing, like, every night. Yep. And the, the NFL's like, yep, Sunday. Yeah. Oh, and they've added, like, Monday and Thursday now, but those are recent additions. It used to just be, yep, Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. We work That's one day a week. The day. <clears throat> you want to talk about a pay gap? <laughs> Football to hockey. No, oh, Jesus. Talk about a real pay gap, people. Come on. Well, should we uh, see some plays from this week? I would love to see some hockeys. Let's check it out. <laughs> Absolutely magnificent. Stopped in front. Another chance here. Point blank. Great stop. Linus Allmark Rob Vrana of the hat trick. Oh, yeah. Nah. He ain't getting through here. Over that quickly. Great job on the left Not hand of Allmark. McDavid. To dry settle. Return feed to McDavid. Getting around Eckman Larson. Here is McDavid. He scores. What a goal. David picks his puck up in his own zone. And just says, here you go, Leon, give it back to him. A little give and go, and he just burns wide and all over. Ekman Larson tucks it home on the far side past Kemper. The wheels in high gear right there. Great move at top speed to drive that to the blue paint. Yeah. He's in the crease. Look out of the crease. Just so contorted. 
It came off his nuts. Looked like. See, none of these goals, though, are as good as uh, the ones last week where the dude just kept oh, oh, yeah. scooping it right in. Yeah. He just lifted up and be like, whoop, right over your shoulder. Right over your thing, right over the pads. Right off the back wall, Stoneway Snow Time, Kincaido moving across with a great glove save on Mark Stone. Rundstrom goes after the puck. Morgan Riley. Oh, that's a hard hit. Oh, he's alive. But he was clocked. Nope. Oh, what was it four? So yeah, four shots. One, two, three, four. Yeah, yeah. Told you you went for four. Now Pedersen scores! Wow, what hand-eye coordination. Doink. As that puck squirted out of the corner mid-air, Ooh, and he squirted. just batted it in. <clears throat> it's off two sticks, and it's about 10 inches off the ice, and Pedersen, left-hand hitter, beats Aaron Dell. Taves carries it out on a two-on-one for Chicago. Taves waiting, deking through the legs. Oh, oh what a save! <laughs> Fantastico! Oh, okay, come a highlight real goal that has got to be the play of the night to end it. It might be the play of the season so far. That was pretty sweet. All right. I really need to get TV in my house again. <laughs> <coughs> We've got a, uh, got a sneak peek. The road leading to, I guess, kind of one of the highlight fights of uh, the next Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. All right. <laughs> I, I was honestly thinking you know, it was going to be an easy fight. I was thinking that you know I was going to 
go in there and walk through him. But really, you don't really know what it's like until you're in there, you know, and it's, we were both, you know, in the blind. their previous fight, Lobo. That's why it was like being in the blender. He didn't get in that blender with Polly. I put him in that blender. Jay's mom be winning that fight. That's the end of the story. I hope he's ready. You know, when I'm on the cart, there's going to be fire. You know, there's going to be blood everywhere. There's going to be teeth flying. See a target. I see my opponent. I know I have to get my hands on him. This is going to be a hard fight. We're gonna clash like titans and see what happens, you know? And it's just hard, you know, who who will say, right, enough, I want out, or will you say no, I want some more. Look at that, this is violent, mm -hmm. I love it. You don't see that shit, it's gonna be good. And those other uh, uber fighting championships. <laughs> They're all mad or whatever, and these guys are like, oh, I don't know, man, whoever's got more heart, that's who's gonna win. <laughs> Well, and last but not least, of course, some uh, powerlifting. If uh, this moves to the next tab. Nope. No. no. None for okay. you, Trevor. All right. Apparently, I didn't stack that up. That's okay. Uh, here we go. But. Slide it in there. Kaylor <coughs> Woolham. Goes by uh, the moniker Dr. Deadlift. <laughs> uh, broke the all-time deadlift and total world records uh, for the 220-pound weight class, which is impressive, uh, especially the deadlift. That was a 953-pound deadlift that he pulled off. Uh, but we start with his 677-pound squat. And then uh, here's here's the deadlift. Um, you'll notice he's not wearing a belt. Holy I'm just shit! Say that. Holy snikes! Yeah. He could so, have picked better music, but congrats, congratulations, <laughs> fucking Do Doctor Deadlift. Doctor Deadlift. <clears throat> that was in Dublin, California. <clears throat> Holy crap! Yeah. All right. It's like that's like a uh, three Bart stations away from San Francisco. <laughs> and he. Did the not bay. eat any sandwiches. On he the was way. not eating no. any fucking sandwich. That guy, nope. that guy ate all the sandwiches. <laughs> Damn! That, look at that bar. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a hell of an evening, but uh, my day's only half over, so I'm gonna have to get back to work. Uh, we'd like to thank our guest this evening, Aaron Minton. Yep, Aaron Minton, and you can check him out on his podcast, PilgrimsDigress.com. And uh, we will put, be putting links and descriptions and all that for you so you guys can 
Check that out. <sighs> Special thanks to our sponsor, ZXO Auto Works, Enharmonic Studios, Madrid Maintenance, and, of course, Morty on the Move. We look forward to more of you becoming sponsors. We also really appreciate our patrons. And for as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash mantoolsmedia, we'll give you access to our premium content like Remodel Your Dating Life, So You Had a Kid with Crazy, and Starting Over. You can also buy premium content a la carte at gumroad.com slash mantoolsmedia. Our merch is done by Threadless, so you check us out at uh, off our website, mantoolsmedia.threadless.com. Support the podcast on Anchor for as little as 99 cents a month. Donate or nominate to our fund, our charity fund on our pet project. Give mom a hand. Follow the link on our website. You can advertise with us at mantoolsmedia.com slash advertise starting at $2 a month. And uh, the it goes up and the tears and coolness and awesomenesses go moves up from there. Goes up from there. We have a special event coming up that you should purchase a t-shirt for check out mantoolsmedia.threadless.com to buy the 22 miles until none shirt all pro all proceeds every bit of it goes towards 22 till none and uh i believe our very own trevor will be taking uh part in the 22 miles until none friday november 22nd 4 a.m to 3 p.m how, how how's the training been going good Good. You're a man of few words. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. My goal tomorrow is. Uh, well, I'm debating. I'm either gonna take tomorrow completely off, or I'm gonna do 15 miles. I haven't decided. Well, if you want to work with me tomorrow, you'll probably get about <laughs> 10 miles up and down a ladder. Yeah. I ain't even kidding. <clears throat> Remember the uh, the dryer vents came in. Yeah. <laughs> All 74 of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big yeah. complex. So anyway, you know where I'm going to head. I'm going to get back to the studio and mix a metal album. All right. Pen all the guitars in the middle. <laughs> Just, she loves you. <laughs> I really hope they're listening and they, they know I'm just giving them <laughs> shit because they're overly excited and they they have a really good product. It sounds really awesome and they're just really excited to get it out into the world. Uh, I know the feeling, boys. I really do. Thank you to all of our listeners. You guys are much appreciated. Um, and, you know, tune in to us next week. Like it, you know, our face pages and our, do we have an uh, Instagram? Yes. Do we? Yeah. Oh, all right. Do yeah. we have a, a Twitter? Uh-huh. And do we have all of the social medias? Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, then that's all we need. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Good night, everybody.
Today with Amazon Business, Shannon Stuckey of Walburn Woodworking helped her team buy 63 circular saws. Okay, Andy, take it easy. Now she uses her time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for smart business buying.